0: In these little tiny bursts of information, how everything changes in such weird ways. Is, and, you know, we're still here, but we can't do it anymore. Kind yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> on, on like 12,000 levels at once. So you, you certainly, here's something that I've always done, and now I can't do that anymore. And yeah. I've always been like this, and now I'm not like that anymore. And, you know, all that stuff. it's kind of crazy. Kind of makes you want to say, it's. 9:25 a.m. Saturday, September the fourth,
1: twenty twenty-one.
0: I'm Bill. I'm Diane. and <laughs> Diane. <laughs> 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 Steroids wore out right there at the end.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it can't wear off. You just took them. Yeah, but
0: I'm, I'm I'm tapering now. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, right. I'm right. yeah, tapering. Well, f- ladies and gentlemen, it's a lovely Saturday morning here. I got my full cup of Joe. Diane's got her full cup of tea, unless she already guzzled it down. Yeah, no. Diane guzzles tea. She doesn't, I don't anymore. she doesn't sip and savor. I hmm? don't anymore because
1: oh. I, it's hotter than it used to
0: be. It's hotter than it used to be?
1: <laughs> when I used to use cream, or, you know, half happened. Oh, well, half. it would cool it down? It would cool yeah. it down. Oh, that was why see. I drank it more oh, quickly. Oh, I get it. But yeah, because I always
0: end up with a third of a cup of coffee that's cold. You
1: know. But now it's pretty hot. Well, there you go. So there you go.
0: Well, there, that's a nice little tangent there. Unpredicted un, un tangent. And then Saturday
1: morning in the happy house.
0: Yeah, Saturday morning in the happy house. The colors are glowing in a morning kind of way, which is very different. Two hours from now, the coloring in here will be different than it is now. I like that about this place.
1: Yeah, I do too.
0: I like the way it shifts. And, you Because know, the color is in the air. It's not just on the walls. Oh, I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's probably the drugs, so yeah, I'm on drugs. How about you guys? It's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine in my buddy, <laughs> but uh, you know, tis what it is. Over to you, diane
1: and that's all you're gonna say.
0: Well, I don't know. What do you want me to say?
1: Say what you want to say I did. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Now I
0: can say what you want me to say if you want me to. I don't know how to...
1: Well, it's just kind of mysterious. To, it's... Yeah, I don't
0: know how to dismantle that. I've got an yeah. issue.
2: I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip.
0: What do you want me to say? I've got the whole story, right? You know, ah, yeah, I am an exit. So I've been having some sciatica issues uh, for a couple of weeks now, right? Yeah. And haven't been able to sleep well, and... Uh, and experiencing pain that like I've never felt before in my life and I was wishing you know it somewhere along the line I was wishing boy you know I should, wish I had a I had made another appointment with my neurologist because my neurologist is like top dog neurologist and I thought this is just the kind of thing that I should be talking over with her and getting a check in and I was poised to call her office this was like on Monday of this week And on Tuesday of this week, I got a text on my phone reminding me of my appointment with my neurologist the following day. And I'm like, ah, I have made another appointment with my (laughs) neurologist. I just forgot that I'd done it. Luckily, they texted me a reminder. I looked at my calendar on my Google calendar and it was sitting right there. It's like, this is how life gets at a time where you need to be able to remember things because they're important. You don't remember them. Luckily technology provides us with you know i've i've gotten like you know 42 texts from the uw medical system in the last 2 days and anyway i went to see my neurologist and uh they were talking about the sciatica thing and yada yada but the the thing that was odd and that was kind of throwing them was that i had had swelling in my left leg am i telling too much
1: no okay i mean it's up I to had,
0: you. i'd had swelling in my left leg that i attributed to being a part of what you get when you get really bad sciatica. They were saying, no, the swelling in your left leg is not is not a symptom of sciatica. They said, usually when you have swelling in your extremities, it's either kidney, heart, or blood clot. They said, but if it was kidney or heart, you'd have swelling in both legs. The fact that you have what we call asymmetric swelling, uh, makes us believe or think that there's a possibility that there is a mass somewhere in your lower abdomen or pelvis region that is pressing up against the vein that drains the blood from that leg and also pressing up against the nerve and giving you this pain. So they wanted to give me a CT scan. And doctor the doctor uh, looked at me because I had... I had an appointment with her at 2.30, then I had an appointment the same afternoon at 5 with my, my primary care doctor. And she said, I could set up a CT scan for you right now this afternoon, uh, but it means you'd miss your other appointment. You know, I'll leave it up to you. And I said, well, I'd like to go to my other appointment and uh, talk it over with my primary care doctor, and then she can order the CT scan. And they said, Okay. So I went to my primary care doc, explained it all to her, blah, blah, blah. She put in the order. I went, uh, I was working at the office the next day. I was following up on the order, trying to set my own appointment. And uh, they said they could get me in a week or a week and a day. And I was like, well, I thought that this was, the idea that my neurologist had was that I should get this within the next day or two. And they're like, oh, there's nothing on the order that says that. And so my doctor had to resubmit the order with the word stat on it and And uh, anyway, I ended up not being able to get an appointment with them because my insurance uh, would not cover the STAT order. They would cover me if I got the CT scan in a week, but it wouldn't cover me if I got the CT scan tomorrow. So I thought, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get this urgently done? So I called the neurologist office back and asked if they could order it at the UW Medical Center rather than going through a a private radiology firm. So I got that arranged, but once again, insurance has held it up. So for a while yesterday, I thought I was getting the CT scans at two o'clock yesterday afternoon. Turns out because insurance takes a certain amount of time to grant approval or deny approval, you have to allow 48 hours for that and we're entering into a holiday weekend. The earliest I can get in to get my CT scans are Wednesday of next week. Although I can call on Tuesday, and if the approvals have come through, they'll move my appointment up to as soon as they can because I've got this urgent order in there. So anyway, I'm still having the symptoms, and I'm trying to just kind of relax and take it easy, and we'll find out more on Wednesday. But Diane and I have talked a lot this week about how when you get to a certain age, uh, these kind of things just kind of start happening all the time, and you just got to kind of. Part of being older is learning how how to roll with these punches, kind of thing, right? Absolutely. Now I don't. I want you to talk because okay. I feel like I just talked way too much.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you always feel like you talked too much I don't, you know, when you know.
0: I'm not used to uh, talking in such detail about my little health issues.
1: Well. It- just will make people feel like they know a little bit more about what you're having going on, but
0: yeah. But now it's like I've talked to my kids, and I've talked to my mom, and I've talked to my sister. And now I'm a motor mouth about it. I want to tell everybody. <laughs> I want to tell everybody this story, and I didn't tell it very well. There was some parts in there in the middle that I kind of lost track of. I can't remember what happened with the first imaging place. Uh, when it was, I remember insurance wouldn't approve it, and so oh, that's it. Insurance wouldn't approve it. See, I'm babbling
1: now. You are not babbling. Yeah. Badly. Well, but that's really what our week is, has has yeah, been about. And and uh and yeah. You just can't freak out about it because you were at an age where you're just gonna have to deal with yeah. whatever it is yeah, and, and
0: freaking out is only gonna make yeah. it worse in your body because, you know. Right. One can feel the effects of stress in one's body at this age a lot more than one could earlier. And if you're trying to have a conversation, an ongoing conversation with your body, then you're a lot more sensitized to these little effects and stuff, and you wanna you wanna keep it keep it mellow, go easy, make it easy on yourself.
1: Sorry. Well, and I uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, that's been the the top of our list this week.
0: But there had to be other things, Diane. Come on.
1: Well, and it was a very busy week at work because we're in that time right before the quarter starts. So I was working on that. But um, other than that, you know, I, it was interesting. I happened upon <laughs> on YouTube the series where they were giving the the top song, I mean, like the, the song that had the most listens during certain months of the years of 1960 1970 1980 and they just play a little clip of the song and i thought that would be kind of an interesting thing to hear the different songs that were popular so i watched this little video and it was because I thought you'd see a certain pattern from the bebop-a-loo-bop, won't you be my baby, up into the to the music that was, you know, like more heavy-duty rock and roll. But there really wasn't any rhyme or reason to the to the music at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there would be these bizarre songs that you think, man, I don't even think I ever heard that song. But... That was a an interesting journey to to watch. I haven't explored this with you, but it would be interesting for you to see. And for a while like the Beatles in the 1960s, they were they had a number one hit song every month right. of that year. And then not. Some other person would come up and I don't know. That was just an interesting thing to me.
0: Well, it's interesting to look at patterns uh like that, but I I think popular music is kind of schizophrenic in terms of what becomes popular when, you know.
1: Well, it just made me think about the fact that we don't have when we were young, we didn't have a choice in what we really listened to. We were listening to the radio and if the radio was pushing this particular song, that was what you were going to we, hear because heard it every hour like one of the ones that uh, I just noticed that some of the the songs that I bought singles of like without you by yeah. Harry Nielsen. right and there was uh there were a couple of others that were on that that hit parade and it's sort of like that was what the radios were playing that's what you heard and
0: sugar <laughs> oh,
1: honey honey <laughs> yeah it's funny because. The Archies. I do really. Oh, they, that was one of them. I know. They I'm even sure showed it was. the little animation from, from the there. Archies, and I was thinking, really? It was the Archies? Archies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the Archies. The Archies. An animated.
2: <laughs>
0: an animated band.
2: Pardon me, I'm having a drink of coffee.
1: An animated comic band. Yeah,
2: it's from Riverdale. You <laughs> oh, boy. It's <laughs> good coffee.
1: But. But the the thing that was occurring to me as I was listening to some of these songs, too, is how Without You, for example. Right. That song, I just loved it. And it's now Harry Nielsen. He is actually somebody that I listen to and think, oh, he was really great. But that particular song, I feel like, really? I can't (sighs) live if living is without you. You know? This, I'll tell you that... This pleading. Ah! Yeah, but
0: he did the pleading voice really well.
1: But when you're a, when you're a teenager, you oh, do feel God. all that. Yeah, you man. feel like I can't live without this person. Yeah, man. And then it's, it's you get intense. older and you feel like, well, I better live without this person.
0: Or you feel like, <laughs> wow, I can't believe I ever felt like that. You know? But it's like when you're feeling things for the first time. They, I think that's the, the phenomenon of adolescence is you're feeling all these things for the very first time ever. And that is an intense experience because yeah. it feels like a life or death kind of emotion. You've never felt a life or death kind of emotion. You don't want know what they're supposed to feel like, but this is the biggest thing you've ever felt. It must be one of those life and death things or something. I don't know. It registers through your whole being in, a, in such an intense way in adolescence. Hormones. It's true. Yeah.
1: The other thing that I was noticing as I was watching these is how young everybody looked because you now know what they are like when they're older. You know, the, and they just look so like they were 15. Well, any of them. I mean, the, uh, well, and I have to say that one of the songs was the one that I was telling our group about the, those were the days my friend that was one of the top listen uh, listened to songs for one of the months and years but the thing that was so funny about that song is it was sung by an 18 year old she really was 18 and i was thinking that she's singing a song about being in a tavern and thinking those are the days my friend she didn't look like she'd ever been Set foot and well, in the tavern. Did she write the song? No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe uh, I, I don't know. know. She made that. it popular. Yes. But apparently, it was a like a Russian drinking song. Right. So, I don't know. That was it. Was just uh, so that was one of the ones she was eighteen singing this, this jaded, cynical song. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's that adolescent intensity right there. <laughs> there you go. My really, life is over. Yeah. I can't live if living is without you, so then yeah. my life is over.
1: And I'm looking in the window at my mm-hmm. god older self That's at 18. Right. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> Things will never be the same again.
1: Well, another person is Paul McCartney, who we had just watched mm-hmm. that
0: well, we haven't, part of the... You haven't finished watching.
1: I haven't watch, watched it all, but...
0: it's very good. I would highly recommend. Had, for and a Beatles he looked fans. like a
1: baby when mm-hmm. he was, oh, you know, in the band...
0: He's gonna be eighty.
1: Yeah. Anyway. That was totally random thing to bring up. Yeah, but I mean up. I think what it
0: what it comes down to is that I think this week has been about being older. And kind of what it kinda of throws at you and how you kinda of roll with it. And you get this you get a perspective at this part, point of life that is amazing and you're, you're able to appreciate things so much more at this age. And so part of what you have to appreciate is, you know... I mean, when they said the word mass, my head exploded. I know. You know? Because in my mind, I've got the story of my dad going in for hernia surgery when he was 58 years old, and then finding this grapefruit-sized tumor attached to his colon. And that's the cancer that ultimately killed him when he was 59. So, you know, I've got this... Thing in my head, and as soon as they said the word mass, I was out of there. Man, I was like, Oh shit! And I sat in the car and wept for about 10 minutes because I just but it felt like it felt like a spiritual moment because it was I was making contact with uh, mortality right there in the car, yeah, you know. Um, So there's a resonance in even that kind of. frightening moment of kind of momentary collapse uh, I was aware that this was to use our favorite word archetypal uh, in life and that it's going to be happening you know if this isn't the time when it happens eventually something's going to happen yeah I you know, know? something's going to happen I, I think about that with my mom you know I, I'm having such wonderful conversations with my mom when she, in her 86th year but she's also losing her eyesight and you know something's going to happen that's right so it's just it's just weird to have that as part of a of your consciousness on a more regular basis and that's part of what adjusting to being older is is
1: well and so. that's the whole thing about youth is that you think you're immortal
0: yeah but that's not that's not wrong
1: no I know because when
0: you're young you are immortal you are what you feel
1: yeah that's right
0: so you know but then you're you encounter these new feelings it's kind of like adolescence you feel them for the first time and they are intense that is true and then you incorporate them into who you are and you learn how to manage them and you learn how to work with them and you learn to you know to be better at measuring the intensity and regulating them and that's what getting older is about, from, from you know, birth onward, you know, is taking in new information and new sensory data and learning how to work with it, right? Rather than be knocked off your pins with by it or whatever. So there is a continuum there, but it's easier to see from this vantage point than it is from any of those early vantage points because you can't look forward in time as easily as you can look back. You know, and when you look backward, then you can see the patterns. So somebody who's 18, when they look backward, all they've got is the intensity stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's the most intense thing that's ever happened to them.
1: And whatever is happening to your body. You know, when you're young, you've got all the hormones surging and. That's crazy. Life is pretty amazing.
0: It's pretty interesting so there you go
1: i mean i feel like i'm boring this week because you know i feel like i'm
0: boring this week too because we've got kind of a single subject thing on our minds yeah and it's been pretty pervasive i mean it's been hard for me to think about other stuff besides how lousy i feel you know or how much pain i'm in or whatever when you can't i can't even sit down uh, for more than a couple of minutes and you know until the drugs take effect
1: and you I know. can't think about anything else than that either because, because, because I
0: love you. Yeah, and because of the word mass.
1: Yeah.
0: The word mass. You don't like be, that word. No, it could be a DVT, deep vein thrombosis. Which so, is no good either. Which is no good either. Um, but if I had to pick between a DVT and something more, you know, along the lines of what my dad had, I would, oh, yeah. go, I would definitely go with the DVT. Anyway.
1: So we are in a, a state of suspense, and I think that that's part of the, yeah. the thing, too. Right. And is. it could
0: be nothing, too. So It could be a weird... We're hoping for the nothing. It could be a weird MS manifestation. I don't know, but Doctor, I was talking to the chief neurologist at the MS center, and she was the one who was concerned that it was something. Yeah, she's, the, yeah.
1: it didn't sound like they thought it was an MS as, as yeah. So, sorry for the uh, the kind of scattered Bill and Diane show, but yeah. but you get what you get.
0: You on... get what we're talking about, <laughs> and this has been the topic. But we do have some excellent music for you, courtesy of one Diane Schilstad. Bring us bring us home, Diane.
1: Well, Come. Doogie. Doogie. Doogie McLean.
0: Doogie is a source of solace for many people, and we are amongst them. And... Uh,
1: I was talking to Bill this morning about Doogie because a couple of songs were sort of my intuitive hit this morning. For were from Doogie, and one was "Ready for the Storm." On so many levels, yeah, it's uh, been a stormy week. It's been a stormy week in the world. In the world, in our lives, and um, and uh, this level, Carrie, and I just love both these songs. But one of the things I was telling Bill about, and I don't know if we'll be able to find it. I think we will. Uh, but I was listening to the version, the record version of This level, Will Carry, and I love it. It's got a little electronica, which I do not like with Doogie McLean. Yeah. Um, but the song that was in my head was from this album called Live From... The Ends of the Earth I think it was called and it was such a great uh, album because Doogie, watching Doogie live is an experience in itself. I actually had that opportunity I went I, I was a Doogie McLean fan he was playing in Roseburg Oregon and I saw that he was playing close enough for me to go to and went to that concert it was just the most incredible experience and a lot of it was because Doogie has his audience sing and so in my mind when I hear that this love will carry I hear it being sung by many many people not just by one and I really love that version and I was saying when it when you're in a concert like that you feel like a participant And it was such a exhilarating experience to come out of that concert, having sung so much Uh, because he has people sing on almost every chorus that he can get them to sing on. And he will also ask them to add harmonies and people do. And, you know, it's just, it's like being in a big choir. And I miss being in choir. I love that uh, experience. So I was thinking also about Richard Thompson when he would he was having us singing the tear-stained letter and people right. were singing it as they were exiting the theater. Yeah. You know, I just feel like there's something about people being invited to sing on uh, these singable choruses that is very exhilarating. That's yeah. the best word I can use to experience it.
0: It's true. It's the Pete Seeger legacy on some level because he was big on. Audience participation. Yeah. In his day. Yes, sir. So we got a couple of Doogie songs for you we think you'll like. And uh, here's to not having more information next week.
1: In the meantime, this love will carry.
2: Hello. I'm going to start with a song I wrote for my great-great uncle Fergus, who was a crofter fisherman on the west coast of Scotland. And a song about the sea. tide pulls out it's an angry sea but there is no doubt that the lighthouse will keep shining out to warn the lonely sailor and the lightning strikes and the wind cuts cold through the sailor's bones to the sailor's soul till there's nothing left that he can hold except the rolling ocean and I am ready for the storm. Yes, I'm ready. I am ready for the storm. I'm ready for the storm. Because every confrontation seems To tell me what it really means To be this lonely sailor But when you take me by your side You love me warm, you love me And I should have realized I had no reasons to be frightened But I am Ready for the storm. Yes, sir, ready. I am ready for the storm. I'm ready for the storm. and said there's no real friend and time will take its time but you will find that in the end it brings you me the lonely sailor and when the sky begins to clear and the sun it melts away my fear I'll cry a silent weary tear for those that need to love me but I am For the storm. Yes, sir, ready, I am ready for the storm. Yes, sir, ready, I am ready for the storm. I'm ready for the storm. This is a, a wee chorus song. It seems to me that it doesn't matter how much shit goes down. As long as you've got lots of good friends around who care for you, you can pretty well handle most things. And the chorus of this is very easy. You sing, this love will carry, this love will carry me. I know this love will carry me. Okay? It's the jet lag, it does very funny things to Tuning It's a thin line that leads us and keeps us all from shame. The dark clouds quickly gather along the way we came. There's fear out on the mountain, and death out on the plain. Heartbreak and heartache In the shadow of the flame But this love will carry This love will carry me I know this love will carry me The strongest web will tangle the sweetest bloom will fall Somewhere in the distance where we try and catch it all Success lasts for a moment And failure's always near And you look down at your blistered hands As turns another year this love will carry This love will carry me I know this love will carry me A bit louder? This love will carry This love will carry me I know This love will carry So these days are golden They must not waste away Our time is like that flower And soon it will decay And though by storms we're weakened And uncertainty is sure Like the coming of the dawn It's ours forevermore But this love will carry This love will carry me I know this love will carry me This love will carry This love will carry me i uh-huh. Accents. So, so. <laughs> on, right. This love With will carry me. This love will carry I love this love will carry me. That's so good. You maybe would let him try it without the guitar. try This love. This love will carry this love will carry me I know this love will carry me This love will carry, this love will carry me Thank you very much, good night and take care of yourselves.
3: Aikaba.